have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi everyone, welcome back to SGC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. We have another exclusive interview here with Fatima Meshtab, who is the marketing director, event producer, and business partner for Oasis Aqua Lounge. And I'm so happy to have her back on my show. We've talked previously about what it's like inside a swingers club. And that was a really great episode and also a very entertaining one because there were people having sex in the background during our <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to probably hear that today, even though there is some very exciting stuff going there on is. here. So Fatima, tell us a little bit about the setup over here at the Taboo Show. What is going on in that white tent right Ooh, next to us? Okay, so this year we decided to top ourselves with our Oasis Aqua Lounge booth, and we included a couples lounge. So the couples lounge is a sectioned off area where couples can play, relax, try out some of those toys that they bought at the show, maybe slip on some lingerie maybe slip it off we've got a Sibian inside the (gasps) couples lounge as well too I wrote it yesterday Um, yeah so that's like a new addition to uh, the booth that we typically have at the show Um, and it's in partnership with SDC which is wonderful Um, and then we also have in our booth we've got our play furniture on display which kind of shows what the interior of the club would be like we've got some VR headsets that show our VR porn which is pretty cool you get to meet all of the aqua to learn more about the club. We've got 50% off coupons for first-time guests. So people that want to check out the club, try it out for the first time, come and grab a coupon. And as well, we're doing a fashion show on stage this year. And Judy Kay, the founder of Oasis Aqua Lounge, and I are doing a seminar on your first visit to a sex club. Ooh, Mm -hmm. when's the seminar? Later on today? Yeah, today we're going to be doing it at 945. Mm -hmm. And then again on Sunday at 2.45 p.m. Perfect. Oh, wow. Well, I definitely want to get a nice listen at that. Even though I know what it's like inside a sex club, I know what it's like to visit a sex club. So I know you guys at Oasis do some very interesting things when it comes to newbies. You really foster those first experiences. So I want to hear from you what it is that you do that's special at Oasis to really cater to that new clientele. Mm -hmm. So we have a newbie program that we call First Taste. And we offer First Taste different times of the month. So we offer First Taste on the first and third Thursday. And we also offer it again on the second Saturday of every month. And then we have a First Taste that's just for solo women that want to come and visit the club. And that's on the first Wednesday. And the great thing about First Taste is that it's a two-hour program, including a full tour of the club, Q&A with our event host, Gina. Uh, You can talk a little bit about the lifestyle, etiquette, you know, sort of maneuvering around the space at a reduced rate. So you can come in as a couple, pay a reduced rate, receive the tour and Q&A, and then decide if A, you know, you want to stay and enjoy the rest of the club and play the remainder of the admission, or if you decide, yeah, maybe this wasn't for me, but I got a chance to just check it out. Or you could decide, I love this, but I don't have time to stay all night. I'd like to save and have a credit for next time. So there's a lot of flexibility there that allows people to come and check out the space and get a guided tour without the pressure of having to pay full admission if you're just not quite sure yet. Um, 
and you have the option to put that towards a credit if you do want to return it another time. So we think we, that program really makes it available for people to get a first taste, little taste <laughs> of what it's like inside Oasis Aqua Lounge. I think that's really great because a lot of people who are brand new to the lifestyle and have never even gone to a swinger club ever in their lives, they get kind of intimidated, which I'm sure of you've course. experienced that. So, you know, they don't really know what to expect. It's great that you're able to guide them a little bit into that first experience, which is so crucial because sometimes if people have a bad experience, they don't want to go back. Right. They're scared to go back. They're like, no, it didn't work. Done. Not trying it again. Yeah. What you're doing is you're offering, like you said, that flexibility so yeah. that people could kind of make that experience whatever is comfortable for them. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the facilities at Oasis. I know people who are listening to this broadcast have already heard our previous uh, interview that we did also with uh, Cecilia. Uh, that was a great time. But if they didn't hear, let's talk a little bit about Oasis because it's such a unique place to of go. Of course. Yeah, our facilities are actually what make us such a unique venue. So first of all, unlike a lot of other clubs, we're open from 11 a.m. until 3 a.m. seven days a week. Ooh. So we can offer couples and women and people that want to come visit us the option to visit daytime or nighttime and or both and we include a outdoor heated pool that's heated year-round mm. so in the middle of a rainstorm snowstorm sunny the pool is hot it's ready to jump into it's awesome it's like a hot bath we heat it all year round nice. we also have um, a hot tub dry sauna showers we offer complimentary locker and towel service in addition to all of our events and all of that is included in admission too nice yeah so tell me a little bit about this event. It's not your first year here. You know what to expect. What kind of people have you been talking to? What kind of questions do they have for you? About? Yeah, so um, the great thing about the, the sex show is that it brings out a lot of new couples that maybe haven't heard of Oasis Aqua Lounge before. Although over the years, we've been finding that people are a lot more receptive to like learning about sex clubs and yes. on-premise clubs because a couple of years ago, probably back around like 2013, 2000. 12 people were just like nope nope no no I don't want to know I don't want to hear anything <laughs> and a lot now uh, we were finding a lot more people are open to you know they're curious they want to ask questions so a lot of people just are just like well, what is it you know yes. what is it what is it is it a swingers club is it a sex club we like to say sex club because Oasis Aqua Lounge welcomes people of all different kind of relationship configurations yes. so anything from monogamy polyamory open swinger you're not expected to play with people if you don't want to and really swingers aren't really the um, our core demographic swingers are absolutely welcome at Oasis but we have a lot of couples that just want to come and explore and just maybe be with each other yes. and so we offer that type of environment where you can just leave the world you know aside focus on your partner intimacy discovering fantasies and having conversations that you know you may not be able to have in you know other spaces or vanilla <laughs> you know company right you can yes. talk about things that you want to try things that you like and it's a very non-judgmental and supportive environment and so people when they come and they ask us questions like they're just curious about what this is because you know an on-premise sex club like it's just not something that you really typically <laughs> hear about a lot and also we get a lot of questions about our dress code because we're clothing optional yes and people sometimes confuse clothing optional with Naked. Uh, yeah nude is mandatory so a big question that we get is like, well, what do you wear? Yeah. But you can wear anything or nothing, <laughs> or you can change your clothes, or you can bring a bathing suit, right. or you can swim naked. The sky is the limit. And that's definitely something that we touch upon in our seminar as well. 
I think that's really important because firstly, you're catering to people who are of all walks of life, mm-hmm. all different backgrounds, all different levels of experience, right? So you have your swingers and you have other people who are just curious or open-minded or maybe you're just looking for somewhere to have some nice like quickie sex during Yeah, and not in your bedroom, you know, <laughs> exactly. just a different venue. Yeah, yeah, just looking to spice it up and having um, that flexibility. Not all clubs are, which are, you know, maybe clothing optional, have that kind of flexibility where you can wear whatever you feel comfortable mm-hmm. in. Sometimes the dress codes are a little bit more strict. Right. So I think it's really great and I've noticed also, correct me if I'm wrong, you seem to have a bit of a younger demographic as far as sex clubs go. Can you tell me a little bit about that or am I just seeing what I want to see? Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Our demographic is actually quite wide in yeah. range. So I would say our typical demographic is probably around maybe 27 to like 55, which is a pretty wide range. Yes. Um, but I, we definitely offer a student Monday. So on, on Mondays in particular, we, we have a younger crowd. We have a 19 to 35 crowd. Oh, cool. Um, and it's great to, to introduce the idea of sex positivity, body positivity, sexual liberation to a younger generation, um, which I think are actually probably embracing that anyway. <laughs> I feel like this younger generation is definitely embracing concepts of, you know, polyamory or questioning societal norms. Yeah. Um, but then on, you know, the weekends, we have a bit of a more mature crowd. 30 plus I would is about where we where we sit with that. Nice. Um, but again, yeah, we offer such a wide range. And the great thing about that is you see so many different kinds of bodies and ages. And it just normalizes sexuality in general, which I think is important. I completely agree. And I love what you said also, you know, before you were talking about different backgrounds, different orientations, different relationship structures and whatever, it, you know, anything goes. I want to know, I know you guys do some very unique things with the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I am a queer woman. So I produce an event. I've been doing it. It'll be seven years, actually, January. It's called Sapphic Aquatica. So it's a bathhouse event that's exclusively for women and trans folks. Awesome. And it's actually the only event in Toronto like it, which is pretty amazing. And we feel it's important to have that space. And then I also run an event called Swordplay, which is for bi, queer men and the people that love them. So all genders are welcome at Swordplay, uh, but it's aimed particularly at bisexual men because we find, and you would probably know this as well, that a lot of clubs are like, bisexual men are sort of taboo. You know, it's either gay bathhouses or swingers clubs, but like, you know, there's a huge demographic out there of bi men that are questioning their own sexuality. They want to explore, they want to play, and when they want to be in an environment that supports them and that's fun and sexy. And so Swordplay is a lot of fun. It's a hot event. (laughs) I would say it's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. That is so sexy. I love bi-male porn. <laughs> so do I. And I love watching it right in front of my face. Yeah. But you're so right because at some other clubs, it is a little bit more taboo. Even, you know, with our open-minded community, it's still taboo to see two men playing with each other, yeah. especially within the swinger milieu. So I think it's great that you're doing an event for that because there are for sure tons of people who yep. want to watch this yeah. wonderful sexy yeah. performance. Yeah. Or like couples that really like, you know, if, a, if it's a male-female couple and the male wants to play, the woman wants to support that yes. and you can do that at Swordplay right and so yeah so it's very welcoming to to all people um, and then there's another event uh, that is from an outside promoter called Bathhouse and Body Works <laughs> and it welcomes performers from the LGBTQ community from Toronto and beyond really cool themes really interesting porn so yeah we work very closely with the community I am a part of that community and because of where we're situated in downtown Toronto we're near a lot of bathhouses anyway and we're near like the gay 
village, as they call it. So we have a lot of diversity in the club. Oh, that. awesome. Yeah. So what kind of events do you have going on at Oasis this weekend at Ooh. night? So yesterday we had one of the first of two official uh, after parties. Ooh. And it was bumping. It was a big crowd. We were really busy. That event was also Spectator Sex, which is a monthly event that we do on the last Friday. Ooh. Spectator Sex welcomes uh, exhibitionist couples who, who volunteer to perform in front of an appreciative audience, a.k.a. voyeurs. So we bring together voyeurs and exhibitionists, and that's a great event, particularly for new couples, because... If you think about it, a couple that wants to visit a sex club for the first time, they may or may not necessarily want to perform in, other, in front of other people, but just being able to watch yes. live sex happen, yes. it's something that you just don't see everywhere. No. Right? So, And it's also a good foray, you know, to be able to like, all right, we're not sure what we want to do tonight, but we can watch this. Yes. It kind of inspires people. And then tonight, we are welcoming Kat Nance, who is a sex educator, and she's going to be doing a presentation on inviting body language. Ooh. So taking the guesswork out of flirting, taking <laughs> the guesswork out of like seeing if you're vibing and nonverbal communication and then we have a DJ all the facilities are available and then Sunday we're doing the final uh, official after party uh, in conjunction with SDC and we have a naked karaoke happening which is always a good time um, belted out in the buff as I like to say and Naked Karaoke actually welcomes singles and couples. Tonight is women and couples only. Friday was women and couples only. So it's really great that we have two after parties that, you know, welcome. One welcomes women and couples and one welcomes singles and couples. So we can sort of run the whole gamut of everybody that comes to Oasis. Oh, that sounds so hot. Yeah. And uh, we at SCC are so happy to be partnering yes. with Oasis and you and creating these great spaces for people to play and feel welcome and to explore their sexuality or, as I like to say, their lexuality. Yes, but love that lectual. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank I'm looking you. forward to hanging out with you uh, yes. for the rest of the weekend and seeing these great seminars that you have yes, going Yes, we can't wait to see you. Yeah, 945 tonight. Awesome. If you can make it, that would be great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Fatima. Thank you so much, Lexi. <laughs> it's always a pleasure chatting with you. Oh, thanks, you too. And uh, we'll be right back with another exclusive interview here at the Everything to Do with Sex Show in Toronto. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with a very special edition of our show. We are live in Toronto at the Everything to Do with Sex show. I'm sitting here with Patrick from the podcast Intellectual Erection. Oh God, two of my favorite things right there. <laughs> How you doing, Patrick? Very good. I'm very intellectually erect. <laughs> that sounds you? fantastic. I'm uh, also, I guess in my sense, intellectually erect. I'm very happy about that. And I'm really having a good time here. It's been quite an interesting show. What has it been like for you? So this is my second year at the show. Last year I just came here to, to look around to shop. This year I was helping Oasis out, handing out their flyers for 50% off the club Ooh. and also informing people that I've interviewed a lot of staff and ownership at Oasis. So if they want to get kind of an idea of what goes on in the club, they can listen to some of my episodes and get a feel for it before they plunge in because a lot of people are a little bit reluctant about going to a sex club. Oh yeah, that's so true. Here we have our SDC booth so I have people who are just curious about the lifestyle they don't really know much about it and you know talking to them about going to a sex club like oh what's that you know what's that like is everyone just having sex everywhere so you kind of have to explain a lot about it what kind of questions have you been receiving from people who are asking about that 
Well, some people are curious just about how things operate in the club. Right. Uh, there's questions about consent. Yeah. They'll ask how do people approach, what goes on in there. They ask about kind of how the space is used and if there's privacy or if there's, uh, you know, if everyone's just kind of having sex all over the place. <laughs> and uh, other questions might be about pricing, what kinds of events happen. Right. Uh, when certain events cater to either couples or solo uh, men, women, or whomever. That's a good point. So those are, those are the typical questions that people would ask or questions about safety. Yeah. Those are all really important questions, and I think that when people go to a sex club for the first time, they want to make sure that, yeah, they're safe physically as well, but they also feel comfortable to explore their sexuality however they see fit, right? Uh, what's really cool about Oasis is you have lots of different opportunities, different areas that you could just be naked, you can bathe, you can be relaxed in the pool, you can be by the bar, dance floor, whatever it is that you want. Um, I think that's really exciting. So I want to hear from you a little bit about what is your experience in this kind of lifestyle of, you know, being open-minded and working with Oasis and trying to educate people about what it's like. So tell me a little bit about so that. So I have a friend of mine who I interviewed on my podcast and she called herself a polyamorous kinky slut <laughs> and I think that title perfectly suits me as well because oh, nice. I kind of fill in all those categories and that's kind of why I go to the, the sex clubs. I will do workshops at Oasis on kink, polyamory, relationships, communication and I go there as a patron. I go there to relax. Sometimes I go there just to use the spa facilities. Nice. Facilities. Did you hear me pronounce that? <laughs> I facilities. Did. I did. I'm trying to get my radio voice on there. Um, so, essentially, I go there just because I, I enjoy being in this lifestyle. And I've been exploring it. So, I'm kind of on my own journey, too. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself an expert to any degree. But I've been learning, and through the people that I've interviewed on the podcast, I've gotten to explore and learn a lot more sides of what I call the sex-positive communities, that being kink, polyamory, BDSM, fetish, sex work. And I like to emphasize also sex work because I do talk to a lot of sex workers. Great. And I think it's an important conversation to be had today, especially in Canada and the, the U.S., where there's still a lot of laws that put sex workers in danger. Yes. So I think that the message is decriminalization of sex work that uh, that needs to be heard and reheard and heard from the right voices. I love that you said that. Part of being sex positive, having those inclusive ideas about what sexuality actually means, people who participate in sexuality willingly, sex workers who, this is their profession. A lot of people have this weird misconception that they're doing it against their will, that it's similar to sex trafficking. These are misconceptions about sexuality, about sex, about people that we are all trying to work toward changing. How has your work, the work that you've done with your podcast, the workshops that you put on at Oasis and at other places as well, how have those helped to contribute to bringing awareness to destigmatizing these different things and normalizing the conversation around sexuality? So the entire point of the podcast was exactly to elevate sex positivity and reduce shame, guilt, and sexual harassment and worse. Yeah. So my point always is when I do a workshop, when I do a talk at Oasis, I put the ethics first. So I'm an ethics forward kind of person. And on the podcast, I tend to do that as well. 
So what that means is I don't shy away from the depth of the nasty, the ugly, and the traumatizing experiences. Not that I exploit those experiences or, or am fascinated by trauma porn. I know some people do that and that's also unethical, so you have to have a clear boundary. Yes. I explore as far as my guests are willing to explore. I will ask certain questions, and if they're willing to talk about some of the harder things to talk about, which are important to have a conversation about, then I'm willing to hold that space for them and engage with them on that level. I certainly don't run away from that conversation. I will politely ask if we can go there, and if there's barriers, I'll respect them which I think is also an important part of the ethics. So I think in listening to my podcast, you can get an idea of how I engage with my guests to understand how the ethics operate to ensure safety for people, even in conversation, because all it takes is sometimes a trigger to reincite trauma in somebody. And that's the last thing you want to do when you're having a conversation to try to raise sex positivity. Yes. So I do put the ethics forward and I do try to talk about cautionary tales because I do think there's a lot of celebratory examples out there. People talk about sex work, people talk about sex in general with a lot of cheerleading and that's great. And we get to that as well. We get to the fun stories and there's always a little bit of that in each episode. But I think the ethics are important to like drill and re-drill into people because that's where people make mistakes and that's where we can't afford to make those mistakes anymore. Wow, that is so deep and powerful. Very passionate. Yeah, and I think it's great. It's something that I think is maybe overlooked more than it should be. When it comes to, you know, talking to people, you're getting really deep and personal. You know, sexuality is at our core. Uh, whether we've had, you know, uh, traumatic experiences, little t traumatic and big t traumatic. I mean, there are differences, of course. You know, whether we've just had good experiences when it relates to sexuality, talking about it is deeply personal. So, yes, it's like walking on eggshells sometimes, you know, when you were talking to somebody because, you want to ask those questions. You want to get to the root of things, but you want to do it in such a way that makes the person feel comfortable and make sure you, again, like you said, uh, you're not pushing those buttons in a negative way. You want to keep that conversation in more positive to make it as effective as possible to communicate information to help educate other people through this person's story, but in a positive way. Thank you. <laughs> I do try. And all the, I mean, most of the credit should go to my, my guests, to be honest, because they come and they bear themselves out there, they expose themselves in their stories, and I am forever grateful to them. Uh, it's not necessarily that I'm grateful to them for myself, I'm grateful to them for the work that they are able to do for the community at large. Yes. Because as you probably know, podcasts are not necessarily the best place if you want to start making money. <laughs> so for me, this has been always just a project that was a hobby, and the point is to elevate through listenership, yeah. to just get more people listening, a wider audience, and that's what's been most important to me. So when the guests come on and they're able to talk about these things, I think that they understand that that's the purpose of it too, is that other people out there like them could either avoid having those instances that could traumatize or that could just turn you off. And that's also important too, yes. even if it's just a turn off. You walk into a sex club and somebody, you know, has the wrong approach and you don't want to go back to that sex club. Yeah. Now you've just cut yourself off from a community where there's so many good things to be had, but your first step through that gate was an unpleasant experience. And if we can even do away with some of that or at least highlight that there's other things within the communities that might be of interest to, to people, then I think there's good work being done. I agree. It's interesting. I spoke to a lot of couples tonight that they said that they were reluctant to go to a sex club that and have a negative experience. And I said, well, you know, that's I understand that. But also, 
if you don't try and you don't explore and you're afraid of exploring, then there is no way that you can know if you're going to have a positive or negative experience. And by having an experience that maybe isn't as pleasurable or pleasant as you might want it to be, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a learning experience for you. You just discovered something that you don't like, right? Now, again, in this context, I'm talking, you know, kind of on a more basic level. Okay, maybe you interact with a couple. They're not, you know, as interesting as you might want them to be. They don't really click. It's chemistry question. But by not venturing into those experiences because you don't know what's out there, by being afraid by the possible negative things that could happen, you're not really living and being able to possibly experience the positive things as well. So I just think it's really great also that you are talking about, yes, let's mitigate those negative experiences while still being able to explore and see what is out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for couples, if they come in to the, the sex club for the first time, the only thing that's going to be kind of thwarted is their expectations. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the, the biggest kind of issue when it comes to the idea of going to the sex club. You have all these expectations, you, you feel threatened that you're going to walk into this circus frenzy of fucking, and it's, <laughs> honestly, it's not that threatening. It's, you should really lower your expectations. It's a lot more relaxed than you would imagine. Yeah. And you won't know until you try. So I'd say, you know, treat it like, uh, treat it like Star Trek. You're, yeah, you're on the Enterprise and uh, you're about to land on a new planet and you just go there and you, and you look. You look at the way another culture does something with awe and interest and perhaps a level of intellectual curiosity. And then if you're invited to participate, you can make that choice on your own or you can stand at a distance and just at least have a cool story to tell at your next dinner party. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about how we can find out more about your podcast, all of the great things that you're doing. How can we connect? with you after this. So my podcast is on everything. If you <laughs> Google intellectual erection, then you will find it on absolutely every podcast app. I upload on SoundCloud, so you can find it there directly. It's on Spotify as well. So if you have a smart speaker, just say, hey, Alexa, or hey, Google, play Intellectual Erection, and it will play the latest episode. <laughs> I am mostly on Instagram for social media, and it's at intellectual underscore erection. I have a lot of pictures of my guests. Some are very saucy. I've been shadow banned. I've been in that world. I post a lot of content on there and otherwise I'm also on Twitter but I'm not I've, I haven't really built a following there as much I'm also on Facebook uh, WordPress there's a blog there that talks about each of the episodes it's on Reddit it has its own subreddit it's on YouTube there's uh, snippets and promo videos from each episode you get little juicy stories so I'm trying to kind of be everywhere and I'm doing all this work by myself Ooh. Yeah, I know it's ambitious. Good for you. And just really respect the fact that you are doing something that you're passionate about and that is helping other people just by virtue of you helping enable and facilitate these kinds of storytelling sessions that you have with your guests who are able to be vulnerable with you. But I think it's just because you're very approachable and you're easy to talk to. Uh -huh. So good for you and congratulations. And I'm so happy we got to connect. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's interactions like this and with my guests that I think is uh, rewarding also for me because in the end I feel like it's making me slowly into a better person <laughs> so I do reap some benefits oh I'm very happy to hear that thank you so much for being a guest today thanks for having me 
and we will be back with more exclusive interviews here in Toronto with the Everything to Do with Sex show. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver. I am here for a very special edition today. We're going to be continuing on our very exclusive interviews in Toronto at the Everything to Do with Sex show. I am here with the one and only Luna Matadas, who is one of my favorite pleasure educators. She's been on the podcast before. If you haven't caught that episode, it was how to have a threesome. So great tips on how to have a threesome, which, you know, also is something that you're talking about during these seminars. So Luna, first, welcome to the show again. Thank you so much. I love being on the show. Thank you for having me. I love having these conversations around pleasure and education and how do we get more of the things we desire. Oh, I love it. And, I, you know, I like I said before, I've been sending people to your seminars. I'm like, oh, my God, you need to go listen to Luna. She's on the kink stage. Go, go, go. Um, and, you know, you're covering a variety of different things in this little show. Tell me a little bit about what you're educating about while you're here. Yeah. So this weekend, I'm educating all about threesomes, one of my favorite Ooh. topics and things to talk about. <laughs> me too. Right? Yeah. Well, that's why we're sisters. <laughs> and uh, I'm also talking about kink. And so how do you get started with kink? What do you do? have these fantasies? And what do you buy? How do you bring it up with your partner? How do you talk about it? And finally, one of my also favorite topics is dominance. So I'm talking about delicious dominance skills and busting some myths around what dominance has to look like and who has to own it and really how we can co-create with each other. Oh, that's interesting. You know, a lot of people think, you know, they're intimidated by the idea of being dominant, right? They think it means certain things, like you said, you know, debunking those those myths, those, um, I guess, stereotypes about what a dominant has to look like. That is such a wonderful topic. Yeah, you're right on point. Like, lots of people feel that because we've seen these stereotypes or we've watched porn, which is really usually showing a more extreme version of things, yes. an entertaining version of things, and so we feel that it has to be mean, it has to be rough, it has to be this, and it can be all of those things, but it can also be funny, it can be playful, it can be <laughs> yes. sensual, it can be sweet, yes. it can be all these things, and it's the, the idea of just, like, creating whatever vibe you want and putting that power exchange in that vibe. Absolutely, and, I mean, these are great topics. You do workshops about this too, right? Year round. Yeah, Tell yeah. Tell me about that. Oh, yes. I love teaching delicious dominant skills year round because everyone's always about, you know, how do I like really own it? Or my partner wants me to do this and I'm not sure. And then I specifically teach feminine dominance. So being a fabulous femdom, what does that look like? How do we challenge these stereotypes around like what fem space looks like, what feminine dominance looks like? And I find a lot of people actually also get some self-development out of it. We start to learn things about ourselves and when I started exploring feminine dominance, I definitely got more confident in the bedroom, but also outside of the bedroom. I learned to hold my body in a different way. I learned to take up space in a different way and to communicate like from a really authentic place of, I want this and how do I get that? I think that's so refreshing because a lot of people think, you know, the way you are in the bedroom, like the kind of personality that you have, the confidence that you display, the sexuality that you're expressing is just specific to sex or the bedroom. But the reality is, is that when you are confident about, you know, your sexual skills, when you're feeling pleasured, when you are feeling pleasurable, when you are, you know, feeling confident, that actually all of that can seep into all areas of your life in a very positive way. Tell us a little bit about what you think oh about that. Oh my gosh, yes. You're saying all the wonderful things about <laughs> where we get confused on how does our erotic energy, like, expand outside of it, or is it something that we have to tuck away? Yeah. And our erotic energy is actually our creative energy. 
so and so true. bringing that into like what do you want to manifest like do you want to be more confident do you want to feel like there's something more out there that you should be asking for yes. do you want to feel like you can take charge a bit more in other areas of your life and so a lot of times we find that what we learn in the bedroom it's an area of ourselves that we pivot into and so we pivot into this like dominant you know puppy or like a naughty schoolgirl or whatever character <laughs> that we want and then when we come back we're like well I'm not a naughty schoolgirl at work but maybe I've learned to communicate a yes. little bit better about well how do I actually you know I, I want to experience this thing or I want to you know go to this place or have this adventure and we can approach it with a different spirit yes. once we decide to really own our desires that includes all kinds of things we want outside of the bedroom and also you know not feeling shameful about our desires and our fetishes and our kinks because at the end of the day as long as you're really not hurting anybody there's nothing I mean unless sorry unless they consent to it and they actually want to get hurt you know because like we're talking about BDSM here um, but you know the idea is is you know we can be accepting of whatever our desires are and also of our partner's desires so you know uh, feeling good about expressing what you know you want in bed in the dungeon or in the living room or wherever the hell you're doing it but the idea is no shame no judgment from yourself or from other people I think that's such a key thing when it comes to that absolutely and I had that similar experience too I really found I was judging myself a lot for the things that I wanted to do and really approaching sexual confidence as not necessarily like a performance of how good you are at the thing but it's really about being able to take up erotic space in a way that makes you feel like you belong and that you're not ashamed of your desires you're not judging yourself and so you can move shame out of the way so that you can have more pleasure discover more ways to get pleasured and the idea of that we also invite our partners to do that yes. and if someone brings us a weird fetish or something we think is weird we can say hey you know what I'm not sure about that I haven't considered it but tell me a bit more and get them to really explore like maybe you're not into the actual activity but you're into the vibe maybe they want to feel helpless and you're not into spanking but you could do some other thing that would help them experience that erotic sensation yeah it's like a lot of thinking outside the box right like you said before debunking myths about what a stereotypical like femdom should be like what you know a stereotypical BDSM scene should be like uh, what a stereotypical pegging experience should be like you know we gotta get rid of these ideas that yeah, our society have kind of imposed upon us that make us say well you're doing it wrong no I mean as long as you're having a good time is there really a wrong way to do it no not at all and you're right this is all stuff that we've learned and so the beauty is that we can unlearn it we can learn <laughs> yeah. like a better way to approach things and you're right there's nothing that you're doing wrong as long as you're risk aware of whatever the techniques are that you're using that it's mutually pleasurable and maybe you want to feel something different than I want to feel so both of our needs need to be met yeah. and as you feel that it's play all of this is play it's yes. imagination right you yes. should be having a good time it should feel like oh like we did something curious and creative and now we communicate and it should actually open up more conversations in your sex life and so we think about spicing things up it's not just bringing in a new toy but it's like talking about oh like what do you want and babe like how would this feel if I did this or yes. do you want to be a sexy kitten and I can chase you, know, chase you around here's a ball and so, <laughs> bringing more play can also help you feel more mindful in your body and yeah. so you open up beyond your genitals and you can have more full body pleasure absolutely and I mean you know opening up to those discussions it's like dirty talk it's so hot you know like the way you even said it's like oh babe you know how would you feel about god damn that sounds so sexy right. that is already in and of itself foreplay 
Absolutely. And people think that communication or talking somehow takes away from, oh, like I'm not a real dominant now because I'm talking to you and asking you things. It actually punctuates whatever vibe or power or um, kind of experience that you want because you're engaging someone's imagination as well. And it's clear. So I know that you're going to do the thing because you want me to do the thing. Yes. If you want more of it, I'm going to be like, beg me. And so you can be enthusiastic consent about it, right? I love the way you said that. Beg me. Beg for more. Beg for more. That's not actually my dumb voice. I don't know why I go into a trucker for my dumb voice. Beg me. It's still hot. I yeah, think it's yeah, still you, hot. You take it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, no wonder you're doing these seminars. Oh, you're the perfect person for this. So after you're doing these great seminars, I'm sure you have people coming up to you and asking questions. Totally. Tell me a little bit about what people are asking you about. Yeah. People are really curious about the tools. Oh, so they wow. want to know, like, what paddle should I get? What flogger? What does this thing do? How can I use this? And sometimes the tools for us can be an item that holds that sensation of power until we can really embody it in ourselves. Right. And so that riding crop or that flogger might feel like, oh, now I'm dominant because I'm holding it. And eventually that tool, it'll just be an extension of our power. And you can be dominant with just the things you have on your body. Yeah. So I usually try to tell people, start small, start slow. You don't need to buy a $200 thing. Like you even have pervertibles in your home that you can use, right? Yes. I had this one little, it's a pastry brush, but I had no idea what it was for. <laughs> I was using it to dip in ice and flick on people. And someone Ooh. was like, that's a pastry brush. <laughs> so you learn things every day. <laughs> people are also really curious about, you know, how can they get into the lifestyle and, you know, where can they learn more? And like, there's really so many opportunities like SDC to learn more and like my webinars to learn more, but it's, it's really feeling like it's okay. Sex is a skill. Yes. We're not born. I didn't learn kink in Catholic school, even though it's kinky, but you know, <laughs> and so we really, it's being okay with getting information and education. Yeah. And I think, you know, that acceptance when it comes to seeking out resources that are good for us, you know, getting more information is a great place to start. I mean, you can't really necessarily start exploring something you, that is unknown for you if you know nothing about it. So information is really the way to go. And I know that you do a lot of workshops. You have blogs about this. You're going to be doing some videos as we just discussed earlier. Oh, God, yeah. I'm so excited because you are great at presenting the information. Thank you. And the way that you do it is very, you know, enthusiastic. And what I love about you is you keep it fun. You know, I feel like some people are so serious when they talk about sex, but in the whole point of having sex is to have fun and experience pleasure. I mean, you can't do that sometimes without a giggle or a laugh or just being open about it. Yeah. And so I just really appreciate your approach to that. Thank you so much. I think silly is sexy. Yeah. I think we've been fed this idea that sexy is like these five set of things and it's only these certain people can be sexy. And really like our awkwardness is our authenticness. It's really like our, our raw selves giggling. If I tell someone something sexy and they giggle, that makes me feel like, oh, like, okay, you're letting your guard down. You're yes. having fun. You're yes. ready to play. Yes, ready to play. And I feel like that play element is just, you know, something we kind of forget about. We're so serious and caught up in things. But the reality is during sex, and I mean, you really don't see this porn ever, but during sex, I mean, there's a giggle. You know, there's awkwardness. We stumble. Someone falls off the bed. You know, it's hard to take off your pants. Things are funny, and it's good to just let loose and have fun. And also, I mean, laughing, you know, increases your endorphins, and like that's great. Absolutely, and it makes us let go of this idea that we have to perform. Yes. And so then we don't have performance anxiety. If you yes. don't have an erection.
attention, if you don't have an orgasm, if you don't squirt, if you don't do these things, that doesn't mean you didn't have good sex, right? Yes. We have this idea that everything needs to head towards orgasm and a race to orgasm. And yeah. when we let go of that, we actually discover new ways to get turned on. All these little crevices of pleasure that are out there for us, we can actually reach them when we let go of the idea of that I have to do this or I have to make my partner do this. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think that is just such a key element is taking the pressure off and just enjoying the experience because we just don't do that enough. So thank you so much for pointing that out. And thank you for being such a great educator and so much fun. I Aww. love seeing you and connecting with you and having these talks with you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for putting this out there. Thank you for making it accessible to people and everyone that tunes in really gets an opportunity to get a slice of like the great buffet that's out there of pleasure. So thank you so much. Oh, man. Well, thank you. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, all this love fest over and here. And you're each other. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's keep doing this after. But for now, how can people reach out to you, find out more about the workshops and the educational resources that you have to offer? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm offering webinars. And so webinars have been really popular. You can attend live. Uh, if you can't make the date, you can buy a ticket and you still get a recording. So they can find out everything on lunamatadas.com um, or find me on Instagram. I'm often doing live things. I'm going to be doing five days of kinkmas Ooh. and so we'll be having live streams every day about all these kinky things you get a little tapas of kink uh, <laughs> and i'm often teaching in person all over canada and my schedule is all up on my website as well awesome okay so if i wanted to stalk you that would be the way that's the best way <laughs> not saying i'm gonna but okay maybe a little bit maybe a bit uh thanks again for being on my show next time we do this though we're gonna do a full-on episode about blowjobs because i know we're both very passionate about that i'm so into that oh yeah i'm ready so ready ready so ready like right now right <laughs> yeah. let's go into this oasis time right here date. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again enjoy the rest of the show thank you too have a great show and don't go away we're gonna be right back with more exclusive interviews from toronto at the everything to do with sex show Hi everyone, welcome back to STC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver and I am here for a special edition because I am in Toronto at the Everything to Do with Sex Show, aka the Taboo Show. And I'm here with Alicia Fisher, Relationship Hi. Coach. Hey! Hi! How's it going? It's going so well. We have our great SDC booth over here. We're having a great time meeting some new potential couples and singles who are interested in exploring their openness. And yeah, I'm just so happy you're here. We get to see each other again. I know. It's, it's been a while. And it's, it's so nice to just always have these events to, to catch up, to see each other, and to, to talk about all the great things that's going on with SDC. And your outfit is on point, too. Oh. I know you can't see it over this podcast, <laughs> but you, got, you talk about white onesie. <laughs> and all the gorgeousness and that's where we're at thank you I am pushing the limits of what the spandex can do so uh, okay yeah <laughs> That's okay, though. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, so you were telling me such a great story before about your first experience coming to the Taboo Show uh, here in Toronto. What was that like for you? It's all serendipity. So I came across a TMZ ad or a TMZ post about the American Isle contestant staying at the Playboy TV Swings house. And I was like, what's all this? And then I came across Dr. Jess. And I was like, she's everything I want to be. And so... And then I randomly heard on the radio everything to do with sex show coming to Toronto and Dr. Jess is speaking at it and 
I was like, oh my gosh, I, I need to I need to come see Jess. I need to meet her. And I saw a couple of her talks and then I came up to her afterwards and I said, I want to be you when I grow up. What can I do? And so she gave me her personal card and was like, email me. And the first event we did was actually at Oasis talking to a bunch of naked people. And that was <laughs> my first event as a relationship coach doing the thing. Oh, wow. That is such a cool story. <laughs> it's, it's just interesting how it all comes together. And Dr. Jess and SDC have been super awesome, just bringing everyone together and just, it's like creating our own little home within this big chaotic sex world. That is such a great way to put it because it actually is. So here we're at the show. There are lots of different vendors around. We have people who are selling, you know, leather wares. We yeah. have sex educators. Yeah. Who, and there's some seminars going on also. People talking about everything from cannabis and sexuality to open in, open relationships mm-hmm. uh, to intimacy, all of the things. Yeah. And it's such a wonderful mix and it's great to see people who are here, even for the first time, trying to soak it all in. Yes, I'm bringing a bunch of uh, newbies. I've got, <laughs> I've got four of them, of my friends that are all coming in. They're all having lunch with my fiance right now and I think he's getting them all prepped because you walk in and there's a sex doll like over top of a, a car yeah. hood. You've got <laughs> webcam, you got camming coming in as soon as you come in. So it is, it is a full hit to the face but in the nicest consensual way possible. It absolutely is. And what's great about these kinds of events is it gives people a little taste of everything when it mm-hmm. comes to sexuality. So no matter what your kink or your fetish or your interest or your curiosity, there's something that you can find here. And I think that's really unique. So as somebody who's here, you get time to like really, you know, actually walk around. Finally. <laughs> what are you most excited about over here? I, I love the seminars. I always love learning new things. Even if it's just introductory, there's always something new that you can that you can learn from it. So many different speakers. I know Dr. Jess is a lot of them, but there's always different speakers and different things that you can learn. And I always love the performances as well. You just yes. never know sometimes what, what's going to happen. If all the performances and dancers and just the overall feeling of joy and happiness. To be able to just be ourselves and to not be overwhelmed and shut down and shadow banned. Like to just be here. You look around and there's so many different age groups of people here, all different abilities and everyone just here just to have a good time and to work on the intimate side of their relationship. Absolutely and you really nailed something on the head there. You're talking about openness and everybody really just being able to explore their authentic sexual selves and that's something that you know because of you know being shadow banned and social media being so restrictive it's very hard to see that when you talk about online right how does this kind of show with that kind of openness reflect your own personal vision of what you want sexuality even your sexuality to be like I think it's just an overall sense of just being present and being here to enjoy ourselves, to actually be open to discussing sex. In our lives, we're like, don't talk about the sex. It starts as soon as we're young, you know, don't talk about it. Even in marriage, like it's like, nope, don't talk about it. As soon as you get married, things are gonna be fine. You don't have to work on it. You know, happily ever after, right? So this is what this kind of show does. It allows, it opens up that conversation and really gives us the opportunity to discuss, oh, I saw the 
little that little whip over there. What do you think about that? <laughs> and it, what I love about that too is that it just it, it creates almost a divide of like, oh, that's them. What do you think about that? Like, it's not me introducing it into yeah. the scene. So if you're wanting to introduce like different kinks or fetishes, come to a show like this. It's a great excuse to blame it on somebody else yeah. and to not actually take <laughs> accountability for your own wants, needs, and desires. It's just like, oh, this is interesting, and right. who knows? Maybe it will lead somewhere that creates a totally more fulfilling relationship. <laughs> it is definitely a fun way to introduce new things that you might be a bit shy, right? It's very hard for couples to talk to each other no matter how long they've been together. If they have a specific fantasy or a specific kink or something that they want to try, like even for us here at SDC, we talk to a lot of couples who are curious, but you know, yeah. they're not quite ready yet to open up the relationship, which is totally okay, right? You've got to go at your own pace. But yeah. what do you recommend for couples who are looking to, you know, spice things up a little bit and trying to have that initial conversation. So I always love the blaming it on other people. <laughs> like, oh, uh, Sandra next door was talking about this. Or, oh, I saw on TV. And ultimately, too, if you're working on actually bringing something in, start small. You do not have to go out and buy a $400 crop or to, you know, go into a sex club and do all the things. Like, you can just hang out, be yourself. You can use a wooden spoon. Like, you <laughs> Do not, and you don't have to like go over the top with it. You know, if we're talking about dirty talk, for example, that can really spice up a relationship in a really sexy way yeah. that doesn't involve money and going out on fancy days and booking seminars. Now, you know, if you want to like, you know, spice up your dirty talk game 100%. <laughs> But it's not something that you need to have a, a huge financial investment in. Right. If you want to work hard and, and do things and, you know, spice things up just a little bit, you know, you accidentally brought that ice cube into the bedroom and, oops, oh, I just happened to drip it on you. Like, oh, it just came out of my water. It must have spilt it on you. Like, but don't move. You must just sit there and just enjoy it. How does that feel on your body? Right. And really taking that time to just be present. I hear from so many different couples that their minds are, are elsewhere. Swear, but yes. really just being present and really focusing on how your body feels can be a, a totally different erotic experience because we tend to link it so much to performance and like having to have the biggest ooh, ooh, oohs and eees when really it's just like a ah. So, yes. yeah. Talking about being present, not being in your head. We're all very, you know, plugged in. We're very cerebral. We're always thinking. Oh, yeah. And it's very hard to just be in your body, right? Yeah. So what is the first step to achieving that kind of presence? Believe it or not, it's putting the cell phone away or at least <laughs> scheduling a time to do it. Ah. When you actually schedule a time to focus on your relationship and just be like, okay, it's going to be you and us. All right, for the first five minutes of dinner, we can be on our phones and do what we need to do. And then after that, put the phones away and just focus on us. Phones are such a huge distraction. Even if we like to act like, oh, it's just our alarm, getting that out of the bedroom is going to do wonders for your relationship. And there's been so much more information and research coming out about how cell phones are impacting our relationship because when our cell phones buy us, we're thinking about what's happening at work, what's happening with the kids, what's happening with the family, the in-laws, what's going on tomorrow. Do we have to, you know, pick up those t-shirts the next day, right? Like our 
minds are always thinking. So it's about just kind of stepping away from that and just focusing with your partner, being with them, listening and watching them breathe can be a huge presence that can be brought into the relationship. Oh, nice. I'm really noticing that with the couples that are here. And like you said, there are people here from all ages, all backgrounds. I've been talking to people who are either fresh in a new relationship and they're just like, oh, you know, okay, cool. Let's see what this is all about. To people who are like, well, you know, my wife wanted us to come because she was curious. She wanted to explore a little bit and see what, you know, it had to offer. It's always the wife, it's right? It's, it's never, <laughs> when there's a husband, it's always, oh, my wife wanted to be, right. I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. So reluctant to go and look at, you know, sex toys. Oh, gosh. There are ways to kink up your relationship. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. reluctant. <laughs> but that's, it actually brings up a good point because, you know, women are playing a more active role when it comes to trying to open up a relationship in the case of people who are in open relationships or interested in swinging, but also just, you know, to introduce new things to their sex lives. And I think it's a very interesting thing. And I think it has a lot to do with female empowerment and how we are really becoming as women, the leaders, maybe not so much becoming, maybe we've always been, yeah. but maybe now we have more of a reputation for that. What do you think about that? I think uh, I totally agree with 100% with everything that you're saying. And I think that the reason why that's happening is because the men are put into this box of what a man ought to be. You have to be dominant. You have to initiate. You have to be uh, sexual. Yes. And that's really hard for a lot of guys. And to all of a sudden be interested in something a little bit unique, a little bit out of that box. We know what men are called when they don't fit into that box. And it's a lot of not really good language. Yes. And so there's a fear. There's a genuine fear of men to be like, yeah, I want to do some butt stuff. I want to experience Pagan. I want to experience you dominating me. And that could be hard for some women too to like totally switch up and be like, okay, now I have to be dominant? Like, what is this? What do I do with my hands? Uh, so I think that coming to an event like this and, and even heading to, over to the SDC booth can just really create a, almost a safe space. I yes. hate to use that word, but it really does. Yes. To be able to talk about different experiences with pleasure and how to be happy in a relationship. So I think that there's a lot of reluctancy from, from males to really step outside of that box. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun when you do. Well, I mean, if you don't step out of that box, you will never be able to discover what is beyond, right? Yes, 100%. Oh, that's great advice. So tell us how we can get more great advice from you. How can we connect with you after this? Awesome. Yeah, you can head on over to inspireintimacy.com. That's where you can get connected to my blog where I'm posting about all the things I'm doing. You can see my events and my radio show. We're kind of winding down season two, but season three will be starting back up in May. It's a lot of fun. And you can get connected there. From there, you can see all my social medias, all the fun things. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Alicia. You're welcome. We got Sandman blasting in the background. Party is starting here. It is. It is definitely getting the very high energy. I'm really for, uh, enjoying yes, this. Yes. For an afternoon, I you know, yeah. I didn't expect this from Toronto, but <laughs> we, we are turning things up here. Uh, well, let's get to it then. Let's go party. Yes. Sounds great. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be right back with more exclusive interviews here at the Taboo Sex Show, a.k.a. the Everything to Do with Sex Show here in Toronto. Don't go away. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. We have a very special and lectual episode for you today. I am live in Toronto at the Everything to Do with Sex Show. I'm here right now with Matt Taboda, and we are having a really good time. The show is just getting started right now. People are taking some pictures, seeing what's going on, and I want to hear from you a little bit about what you do within the sex community over here in Toronto. 
it's, uh, it's great to be here. It's going to be a good show. Um, it's been 13 years for us now altogether. We, we started out doing the uh, uh, the Tabota events, which are the, uh, the Valentine's and Niagara Convention. We do a summer event called uh, Teddy Bear Picnic. And then uh, after doing that for a couple of years, we decided to do it every weekend, so we opened up the Ozone. Uh, the Ozone is a 10,000-square-foot uh, on-premise couples club in Toronto, right by the uh, Toronto airport. And uh, we recently, about five years ago, opened up the Sandy Bottoms Lifestyle Couples Resort as well, which is a... Uh, private uh, private retreat it has its own lake and uh, we have rooms cabins villas uh, that kind of thing so we're open uh, Sandy Bottoms is open in the summer months from June to September well I mean I would assume that people don't want to be running around naked when it's a little bit cold outside so I think that kind of makes yeah it's, it's a little, little cold on the beach right cold. now but uh, a little it, nippy. but it'll warm up <laughs> <laughs> so over here at the show we have a nice section over here dedicated to some very old open-minded and kinky folks you have this little section over here with these great couches got some music going what do you what is going to happen here set the stage for us what's going to happen here over the next couple of days uh, so this this kind of represents a, a mini version of uh, of the club uh, and we've teamed up with oasis and uh, there's an on on-premise uh, play area as well so we'll, we'll see how that goes it, it, definitely interesting so this is kind of represents both parts of the club front area of the club is, is, is like a regular dance club we have dj and dancing lounge areas that kind of thing it is an on-premise club on-premise play areas private rooms uh kink kink play areas you know, kind of thing. oh i like the sound of that so how long have you been doing this uh personally my wife and i have been in the lifestyle for 20 Two years? Oh my God! You definitely don't look old enough to have been in the lifestyle <laughs> the, the, for that the, long. Things, things have changed over the last 22 years. Definitely more mainstream now. Yes. But, um, yeah. So 22 years in the lifestyle, um, and uh, 13 years now in total for the uh, Tabota events. Oh, yeah. that's fun! Yeah. How has the lifestyle changed for you since you got started into it? Uh, 22 years ago, it was definitely more of an underground uh, thing. Um, there weren't really any full-time clubs. There definitely weren't any on-premise clubs. So things have things have really uh, grown and uh, become more mainstream and more more accepted in the last 20 years for sure. I think that's good for yeah. all of us, definitely, right? Definitely. Yeah. Having more of an openness about something that people have been doing in secret for yeah. years. Yeah. I think that's really great. It really gives people an idea that if they want to explore and if they're curious, they are able to find places like your club, like Oasis, like SDC, yeah. where they can actually go and meet other people yeah, who are also, you know, kinky little perverts like the rest of us. Yeah. And for you, what does this show mean to you? You've been doing this for a while. It's not your first taboo show. It, it, it's a good opportunity to meet new people. There's a lot of people who are a little nervous, so, you know, apprehensive about getting into this kind of thing they've talked about it a little bit but this this gives them a little a little taste of what the club is like we have an after party um uh, tomorrow night as well just to introduce new new couples to the club so and we'll yeah. be there perfect <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you give what would you say to couples who are maybe curious about going into a swingers club for the first time but really don't know what to expect it's always good to take it slow there are couples that come in and do things they're not ready for come in have a drink 
relax, talk about things first, make yeah. sure you have the rules down, but don't push it too too far too fast. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah, for sure. That is definitely yeah. great advice. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So for you, being at a show like this, you're here for more professional reasons, but do you get time to peruse around and see some of the kinky offerings, maybe check out the seminars? Do you have time to do that? Uh, I, I took a, a quick walk through just before the show opened, but other than that, probably not. <laughs> you're too busy, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> well, I'm very excited about the party tomorrow. Do you do uh, parties for newbies often? Yeah, we do. Um, every night we have tours that we do at 10 30 and we'll do from time to time we'll, we'll do a newbies a newbies night as well so oh, that's la- awesome. last year's after party was uh quite good we had close to 400 people out so oh wow yeah. so it'll be a good party oh yeah. that yeah. sounds hot yeah, yeah i mean sure. you know yeah. not just physically with all the body yeah. heat going on but <laughs> so it definitely sounds like there are a lot of possibilities there when you have 400 For people sure. yeah. my goodness yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell everybody how they can reach you and find out more about your club and the great things that you're doing after this. The portal site for everything is uh, xhotfun.com. The club itself, if you Google the Ozone in Toronto, will come up. Uh, And then for the Sandy Bottoms Resort, it's just sandybottomsresort.com. And if you send an email and requesting more information on the resort, we'll send you a package, information oh. package. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Matt. Enjoy the show. And uh, yeah, we'll be seeing a lot of each other over the next couple of days. Great. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So that's it for this week's episode, my lectural friends. We're winding down the weekend here in Toronto, and I'll be back with a fresh episode for you soon. Don't forget that you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Use my promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC and try it out for yourself. Tune in Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can always get my podcast episodes on demand whenever you want them on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 